This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello, everyone. This is Judith, and welcome back to another fabulous episode. I was actually looking on our YouTube channel um, early this morning, and there are a total of 556 episodes. Holy moly, that you could listen to. And I don't know if all of you know, but we actually, on my YouTube channel, we have a distinct um, cycle where every new one, besides Amazon Music, besides iTunes, besides Spotify, besides our show page, which we always refer people to, um, YouTube is a player. So, uh, but anyway, I was really impressed. Five, we have done over 550 shows. Amazing. Well, today, as in always, um, we love to share a variety of ahas, insights, tips, and how-tos for your author publishing, and book marketing success. And today we have someone who has been with us before, but he's back with a a new image, um, a new force. In fact, it's the Black Hat Forces. And under the orders from the cruel Dar Nadar, hold your personal data and online reputation hostage in their efforts to quell the rebellion from website owners everywhere. Well, we have Luke, store owner, and Hans Uno, captain of the Millennial Workforce, work together with their virtual assistants, Siri Pia, also known as Siri, and Arturo Det, R2, along with Alexandria, Ms. Alexis, to rescue your website and restore freedom and justice to the internet. With that, Let's welcome back Greg Jameson. He's at the forefront of digital commerce since the start and brings over 30 years of web uh, development and e-commerce mastery. Greg's often referred to as an internet pioneer, and he's been called America's leading expert on marketing like Amazon. Ooh, Greg, you, you're tantalizing here. He, he's the author of the number one bestseller, Monetize Your Expertise, The Influence Effect, Amazon's dirty little secrets and what would Jeff do? Ooh, that's also intriguing me, Greg. All right, so we're ready to. We're, if you're ready to grow your online business, everyone. If you're really what today is all about, and I think this is an episode you're probably going to want to listen to a few times. That this is about how to protect your tush, your publishing success, your website your email, and so much more. Hey, Greg, welcome back. Thanks, Judith. As you were uh, yeah. reading all that, I was yeah. just laughing. It's, uh, one, the the whole concept of what I did there with the Star Wars theme and the yeah. uh, Cyber Wars book, it, it's 
comes across as being funny when you're reading it. And uh, I, I just really appreciate being back on your show again. This is really an honor, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun Thank today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, um, you're talking to a Trekkie fan and you're talking to someone when my husband dragged me to the first Star Wars movie and I'm going, oh, God, John, you know, <laughs> and, um, uh, and and as I settled in with my ever present huge bucket of popcorn with extra butter that I settled in and they started the roll. And when that scroll started from the base of the screen and went to the top, I was so freaking hooked. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. So I, you know, I'm, you know, one of my favorite book titles or one of my favorite titles I just used for someone else, you know, was, hey, hey, you know, what does Darth Vader know about elder care? And you should. All right. So with that said, I'm with you. So let's dive into this. You have a new book, by the way. Everyone, he has a new book called The Cyber Wars, The Battle for Your Data. And I'm going to tell you, you want to get it. So that's Cyber Wars, The Battle for Your Data. So let's dig into our data. Where do we start, Greg? You know, the most important thing, I think, is that as authors, all of us have websites. We have a website either about ourselves or a separate website about an individual book that we wrote and maybe you know, if you're a multiple-time author, maybe you've got multiple websites, one for every book. And the reality is that everybody thinks that, hey, I'm just this little guy out there with this website. I'm not necessarily even selling stuff on my website. I'm pushing people out to Amazon or whatever to buy my book. Uh, why do I care about really securing down my website? No one's going to try to attack me. And the truth is, nothing could be uh, further from the truth. Uh, the hackers are out there, and they specifically target small websites because they're easier to hack into. Uh, you know, when you have a, a website, one of the reasons why you want to make sure that no one gets into it is that it's not just that they can bring your website down and all of a sudden it says this website's been hacked and it appears in Korean or Chinese or something. It's because of the fact that it can really damage your reputation. So, is the, Greg, is the website the most hackable of everything? It uh, probably is. Uh, the, the There's multiple things that are hackable. You know, people right. yeah. uh, click on... Uh, socially engineered emails, and that may cause harm to your own personal computer. But when you get your website hacked, it can cause harm not just to your website, but to everybody that goes and visits your website. And because it's sitting out there on somebody else's computer, you know, it's on a server in the cloud, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it can be hacked. And uh, the... The hackers are out there specifically trying to get into these websites. And like I said, usually it's the small guys that are the most vulnerable because they don't put as many security uh, items in place like the big stores do. And, and we all know that the big boxes, you know, 
uh, Home Depot and Target and mm-hmm. even the government, they've all gotten hacked. They've all been hacked. And also, how about, you know, my big fear is, and actually I added something onto my business insurance, that if I ever got it hit for uh, ransomware, that I had some coffers to reach to. I absolutely recommend that people get cyber insurance. It is what really is it called? Cheap What's it for called? The protection Greg? that you're going to get. Greg, what was the what the word you used for the insurance? Cyber insurance. Cyber insurance. Okay, so um, and everyone, I mean, that's something I did after I sent. I think a local hospital was hit here in Colorado. And I'm going, holy moly, you know, well, sometimes those big, the big people are not so smart. I mean, that's my experience, Greg. <laughs> but <laughs> no, everybody gets hacked, whether you're big or little, everybody will get hacked at some point. And I think that's one of the things that you need to be aware of is that you are going to get hacked. So what can you do up front to mitigate it? And make sure that you're less likely to get hacked. And two, when you do get hacked, what are you going to do about it? Do you have backups? Do you have insurance? Uh, Do you have a plan in place for restoring your information? Well, okay, so where do we start? (laughs) I think that's really, um, for this kind of thing, I mean, mean, we're kind of having fun with it. We know each other, but this is really a deadly deadly topic we all need to be tuned into because we all are hackable so where do they start so it sounds like the the, are these the spiders the bots the what do we call these gremlins that are out probing for access and how do they do it it? definitely pieces of code that are out there which is why a small site is a target. People think, oh, I'm not going to get hacked because I'm a little site. Well, these bots don't care if you're big or little. They're going to find where you're vulnerable, and if they can get in, then they will. And people are like, well, what are they going to get from my site? There's nothing there. Well, there's, uh, you know, so you're not taking credit cards. Good for you. Uh that would be one thing that they are clearly going after is your credit card data. But they're also going after people's usernames and passwords. The number of people that reuse passwords from one site to another is staggering. And if they can get passwords off of your site, that that means they can then get into other sites. Uh, then the other thing that they will do is they will actually get into your site and it may appear that your site is not even infected. It's untouched, but they've gotten into your server and they're now utilizing your server as a relay to other servers where it basically makes it look like it's your server that's now the one that is out there Uh, serving up the malware or redirecting people to other sites. So your site may not even look like it's infected, but this uh, man-in-the-middle software is basically uh, serving up bad uh, information and data uh, unbeknownst to you. All right, so I you know I want you to hold that thought. We're going to go to our first break. So, what I want to know is, so what I heard you say is your site may be an unbeknownst host. 
or naughtiness to expend at. Okay, so I'd like you to share with us when we come back here in a minute or two. I'd like you to share with you maybe some tips on what we could do to recognize if there is foul play going on behind the curtains um, that you just aren't tuned into, but you will be. Can we do that? We'll do that. All right. We'll be right back, everyone. With me is Greg Jamison. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with us is Greg Jamison. He's the author of a hot off the press, Cyber Wars, The Battle for Your Data. Um, So we have a little bit of the, you know, of, of of what he calls the black hat forces at play. And there's the cruel Dar Nadar who is after your stuff, your stuff, your information, whether it's on uh, passwords, whether it's your username, whether it's uh, to go in and gut your website, or it could be just to go in and plant a nasty little seed and you become the, the, the parasite host that then springers out and spiders out to other people unbeknowing him. So it's scary. And to me, it's very scary what's going on. We can laugh about some of the, the nutsiness and the play on words, but th- this is really dead serious. And, and to me, um, for an, uh, for authors, all of you, uh, that that uh, I'm always surprised when uh, some authors don't have website, and I'm going say what, but um, a, a website's a must have. I mean, it, it's your internet business card. It's where your findability comes into play. It's where you start branding and building your influence going out, 
And what Greg is doing is helping us along the way to protect us. We were just talking about hacking um, and that, you know, maybe, and I did my reveal, I actually have cyber insurance in case I got hacked and all of a sudden someone is holding me um, hostage and I've got access to some big bucks if I need. Is that safe to say? <laughs> Absolutely safe to say, yep. It's, uh, as, as we talked about, cyber insurance is, uh, it, it should not be your first line of defense. It should be your no. last line of defense. But yes. uh, people today... It's the world we live in. You know, we don't think about having not having health insurance or life insurance. If you're on the Internet, you probably ought to have cyber insurance. Well, it's to protect your website. It's to protect your business. Um, it's actually to protect you. So with that said, um, let's, I, I asked when we went to the break if, if, um, if, if there are some really drop-dead obvious hints that maybe you, the gremlins have attacked you, and what would be some of the ones that might not be so obvious, Greg? Well, I think that, uh, you know, what we were talking about during the break there is hosting, and quality hosting is something that is imperative for your website. Uh, if you've got a WordPress website, which like 43% of the Internet is now on WordPress, uh, there are some really strong hosts out there. Uh, we, you and I were talking about WP Engine, Kinsta, <laughs> and... Uh, 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 Sweetground. And, and SiteGround. Those Sight are ground, all yeah. uh, really strong hosts. There are a bunch of people out there that will host your WordPress website, uh, including people that you might buy your domain name from. Uh, that they don't do the same level of hosting as the three companies that I just mentioned. So having a really strong host is a good starting point. Then when you go in there, there are plugins that you can add on top of your WordPress website. Uh, they all actually do similar things. Uh, they might be, you know, the WordFence plugin is a really strong one. Uh, iTheme Security or Securi, uh, those are all strong plugins that help you protect your website, and they do a couple of things. One is is they allow you to block certain IP addresses. So if you notice somebody's trying to get into your website uh, from a certain country, you can block an entire country if you want to, or you can just block a series of IP addresses if somebody's using that to try to hack into your website. But these plugins will also show you uh, where people are trying to get into your website and how they're trying to get in, if they're trying to use a brute force attack, if they're trying to get in through uh, like some kind of a SQL injection. Uh, whatever it might be, they'll, they'll show you where they are. And so having a good, strong security plugin is an absolute necessity. And, and that's true whether you have a WordPress site or any other kind of a website. You want to have some kind of a security plugin built into your website so that you can set up IP blocking, you can set up a firewall, and you can set up uh, different ways of logging in, whether it be a two-factor authentication or even changing the name of your 
login page. Well, I think there's a lot to do, and I have to say that you know um, that um, my reveal to all of that I'm our sites are on WP Engine, and what I like is I can talk to a live person. You're not going to go through the menu from Hill if you need help to get into tech, what's going on. And I remember they actually reached out to me and they said, Judith, you have a million new followers from Nigeria. And I said, oh, my, oh, my, my, that must be with the $10 million that my late uncle left me also. And, and then it, they immediately went in and did the massive block. So, you know, that's what I want. I'm willing to pay a little bit more to have that stuff. And and that's why I recommended those three companies, WP yeah. Engine, Kinsta, and SiteGround. Yeah. They yeah. all have live human being support, and they also have built-in protections already uh, so that you are less likely to get hacked yeah. than if you're uh, just going through the place that you bought your domain name from, for example. It, yeah, I, I would not be going that way for my um, for my hosting. All right, let's skip over. How do we identify some of these these nasty people if, if something's going on on our site? Well, if you've got uh, one of these plugins that I mentioned, like if you've got the WordPress mm -hmm. or WordFence plugin, it mm -hmm. will, uh, you can run a scan and you can actually have it run an automatic scan, but whenever mm -hmm. it runs a scan, it shows you exactly uh, which files maybe have been modified, and you can set it up so that you can say, hey, I don't just want to see which files have been modified with inside of WordPress. I want to see all the files that have been modified uh, on my website, including all of my JPEG images, uh, text uploads, PDF files, whatever. And it will show you all of those files, and it will identify them and uh, say, hey, this has what looks like a PUP or potentially unwanted program attached to this file, and then you can go in and delete it. And I actually recommend that people do that on a regular basis. Like I said, you can have an automatic scan, but I would say once a week, once a month, whatever you feel comfortable with, go in, run a deep scan of your website, and see if there are any of these files out there that you didn't put there that uh, obviously need to be gotten rid of. And if there are some of those, then you need to figure out how they get there in the first place and uh, make sure that you tighten that down so that it can't happen again. Well, is this something that a tech person would be doing? I mean, I can, I can, I, I can feel coming through the airways, Greg. They're rolling their eyes. You want me to do what? <laughs> and <laughs> right, they people? probably are. You, and you, you know, want me to do if what? If you've got a webmaster that does those kind of things for you, uh, absolutely. But the reality is, is you can do it yourself. Just uh, take that plug in, run a deep scan, and if there are files out there that you don't recognize, it, it will identify them and it'll say something. Uh, that so it will kind okay. of flag itself usually. I mean, it, it might be something that is just an un, a weird name, or it may even be something that it specifically says, uh, you know, nude pictures of so and so type thing or whatever. And you're like, I didn't put oh that there. Oh my God, it's the Russian babes again. Oh no. 
here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually saw this happen back in the early days of the internet. I saw this happen with a company that I was working for. They were uh, unknowingly acting as a server for a porn site, and they didn't even know it. Oh, and all these files gosh. kept appearing on their server, and oh, my gosh. they never looked for them. All right. So that, but I, I got confused in the beginning because you're saying go in in this deep dive and look to see if you've had files modified. So if they've been modified, does that mean there's going to be a new title to them or a new dot something to them that will tell you they're modified? And will the old file be left alone? I mean, what no, do I do it, here? It, the file could have the exact same name, and it could yeah. just all of a sudden be a couple of bytes bigger. Nothing mm. real noticeable. And to the human eye, we probably wouldn't notice it. You know, you've got a file out there of, just as an example, index.php, which is the, the main file that kind of serves up your website. Uh, and instead of it being a thousand bytes, maybe it's now a thousand and twelve bytes, and so you don't even notice it. But these security plugins like WordFence will notice that, and they will flag it and say, "Hey, this file does not match what is in the records for how big it should be," and it looks like uh, somebody has added something to it. Now, do you want to repair that file? as in restore it back to the way it's supposed to be, or do you want to delete that file? And if it's clearly a file that needs to be used on your website, like a index.php, you'd just say repair it. If it's a new file that's been added in there that doesn't belong there, then you can delete it. This is also the reason why backups are so important, because if you have a good backup of your website and your web host, if you've got a good, strong web host, they should be doing an automatic backup every single day. Then you can just go in and restore the entire site and not have to worry about going through file by file saying, hey, what got put in here that shouldn't have been in there in the first place? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of the things that I, that's always the backup question comes up that, that everyone says, well, I just do everything automatic to the cloud, but that doesn't sound like there's any protection there. It's just like they're duplicating your crap. Is that true? Or do I have that wrong? You know, the cloud backups are fantastic because you don't have to worry about them. The problem is, of course, that there really isn't any such thing as a cloud. What the cloud is, is it's somebody else's computer. Yes. Uh, and, and it's out there uh, on the server. And so if that got compromised in the first place, then yep. maybe the backups are compromised and you're like, oh, you know, this is a nightmare. Uh, yep. So personally, when I create websites for people, I make a backup and keep a local copy of it. Uh, got it. All right. Then, uh, let's hold that. I want you to hold that thought because we're going to take another break. And I think that this is actually a topic I hadn't thought about going down, but I think we need to because I think that there is actually general confusion on the backing up. What's local? What's out there? I mean, doesn't Google do this automatically? I mean, that's what I hear, Greg. We'll be right back, everyone.
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Me is Greg Jameson. He's been on the forefront of digital commerce for a decades. I'll just say decades. We'll do plural here. Um, he's the author of the new book, Cyber Wars, The Battle for Your Data. And we started off on websites and we've kind of gone down a little rabbit hole here. Um, but it, this, your website is just so essential, everyone. It's so essential. And we're talking about protection. So, Greg, um, I think what we went we came back from the last break, I asked how to identify some of these gremlins. Okay, so you've hit on if you've got something like a word fence um, that would tell you that there's been some, maybe some action going on you need to look at, or they'll deep dive into what the issue is. You know, what if you don't have something like that? What, what, if, what if you're just kind of going along and all of a sudden you see gee, my cursor seems to be moving by itself <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, if you don't have something like that, first of all, shame on you. But <laughs> uh, I, I get that, you know, people don't necessarily uh, think about security up front and all of a sudden uh, you now have a problem. And we were talking about having backups and whether or not yeah you should be backing up to the cloud or backing up locally. And the reality is, is you should be doing both. Uh, the cloud backups make it way faster for you to get back up and running. And assuming that you've got a good, strong host to begin with that has been making these automated backups for you, they're probably in good shape. Now, it's possible that everything's just going to go completely to hell, and you're going to have to say, I need to start over. That's where having a backup of all of your work, not just your website, but all of your work locally is a good thing to do. And I recommend that whatever your backup is, that it is something that is not connected to your computer when you are not using it. 
basically, the setup that I have is I have a backup disk that I do have connected to my computer, and I back that stuff up on a regular basis. And then once a week, I have a separate backup disk that I plug in specifically to back things up. When the backup is done, I unplug it, and I store that uh, in a different location so that I can, if things get completely out of hand, I always have a backup where I'm never more than a week's worth of work lost. Okay, so we're talking about the computer. Is that not is that correct? We're talking about correct. backing up your yep. computer? All right, so... And my reveal to all of you, I back up every day. I have the online stuff, but I actually have a separate device that I plug in and it just go does the work looking for new stuff um, on that. And it's really done. Once you load it, it's done pretty quickly. But um, I, I do it. I do that one. And then then it gets separated. <laughs> Which is absolutely what you should do. You're doing it yeah. exactly right. And, and, you know, the reason for this, and I guess kind of to get into the other topic that we wanted to talk about here was your being on your computer, you're on email, you're on social media, you're on websites and so forth all the time. Uh, we all are. And we never know if a link that we click on is going to end up being malicious or not. Uh, the yeah. hackers out there are very good at trying to trick people into clicking on links that they want you to click on, and simply clicking on that link can do all wreck all kinds of havoc for your computer. It can download uh, spyware. It can download different kinds of malware. It can download ransomware. It can uh, download a keylogger, all these different things that can totally mess with your computer, and those links might be on a website. Uh, most often they're in an email, uh, but they can, uh, they can be on social media. It doesn't really matter where they are, but once you click on a link, that's what can really wreak havoc for you, and they're out there all over the place. Uh, most of us have gotten reasonably good at recognizing them, but none of us are perfect. I actually, uh, as one of the bonuses to my book, I put out a social engineering awareness test that people can take that kind of shows them if they're susceptible to clicking on these kind of links, and most of us are. Well, you know, some of them, you're right, they're very sophisticated, and they look exactly like you've got a message from American Express or Chase Bank or, you know, uh, uh, PayPal. You know, I've seen them all. I've got, I have gotten them all. So what I've done is when it comes in, because those come in through email, correct? Usually through email, but they can be on a website, too. You might be saying, hey, I want to go um, download this new piece of software and on yeah. the website there's the the link to download the software that you want uh that's kind of small but right next to it is a fake ad that says uh click here to download and that's not the right link at all and it ends up installing malware of some kind on your computer 
Mm -hmm. You know what? I just saw one this morning that I was looking for to do a, a, a customized program I work with. And I went in and to check something out and there was a little, a little deal saying, you know, um, and it made me suspicious. I didn't touch it to um, update my Chrome that I use a lot. And I just, it, it was just kind of, you know, what that who invited you to this room kind of thing, but there it was. And <laughs> right. it's incredible so. that the, the mentality of the hackers out there, I, I think that they're actually like PhDs in psychology or something because no, they're very one. good at uh, making people think that this is what you should be doing. When okay. in fact it's the exact opposite. All right, so you dropped you dropped a tease in that you have this little quiz. So I want you to give us a few of the questions on that quiz. Um, well, there, and, uh, yeah. I can't really do that because they're visible things. You know, I'll show a oh, screenshot of yeah. an email, for example, and say, "Is this a real email or is this a phishing email?" Mm -hmm. And you have to decide which one it is, and it's not usually very easy to tell it apart. Mm -hmm. So what are the so what are some of the tells? I mean, it's a it's a visual image. I see them all the time, and I actually I see um, a lot of my older clients get hit with this stuff all the time. They're not real techno savvy, um, and they you know start clicking away, and and kind of all hell breaks loose on them. Yeah, some of them you can tell because the English isn't very good. They, oh, yes, grammar. You know, grammar misspell is words, or the yeah. English clearly isn't their first language. So that's one way to tell. Uh, another way might be the email from address. It might look like it's coming from, you know, info at PayPal dot com, but if you right. actually roll over the email from, it ends up saying that it's really, you know, svg123 at xyz.com or something. Right. And you're like, well, so that's when you refer really to not right. Rollover, so everyone understands what that means and how they do it. Yeah. So in the, all your emails will say, you know, from whoever to Correct. Judith Bryles. Uh, Correct. And then the subject line and the date. Well, if you yep. uh, click on, you, you may have to, depends upon your email program, you might be able to roll over it, you might be, have to click on it. But uh, if you click on it, it will tell you what the real email ad, from address is. Now, if it is, in fact, from info at paypal.com, it still may not be a valid email because the hackers are able to spoof email accounts. And uh, if you are still suspicious of it, then uh, you can go in and look at the header that is being sent. And the, every email program is different, so I can't give you the specifics on it. But uh, the if you look at the header content, then it's going to show you where that email originated from. And if it did not originate from PayPal.com, then personally, I would never open it. As a general rule, if you get these emails from your bank, any kind of a financial institution, 
even from your own server company, whatever, don't click on the links in the email. Say, okay, I got this message from PayPal. Now I'm going to go over to PayPal and log in there and see if there's a problem rather Mm -hmm. than clicking on a link in an email. Um, and, you know, I actually do see a lot of stuff coming, you know, that is phishing. Uh, and that's, by the way, that's spelled P-H-I-S-I-N-G, everybody. But there's um, the, the big boys, whether it's Amazon, whether whether it's um, PayPal um, and the like, have specific addresses. You may not be aware of this, but they have specific uh, email addresses that you can just forward the whole thing and they will go investigate it. Um, and that has been kind of been my go through go through thing to um, if you if you need any help. I mean, Amazon, I get stuff like that. Uh, like uh, Amazon has something uh, that's uh, they have a, an email you just for to stop hyphen spoofing at Amazon.com and they go after it um, on that. So th- those little things, if you just start. Uh, maybe I need to do a blog with a whole bunch of websites, Greg, on some of this stuff. PayPal, PayPal's is abuse at paypal.com as well as spoof, S-P-O-O-F at paypal.com. So if when in doubt, I would forward that and they will authenticate it for you, which I think is a good idea. My, just yeah, my input and, here. You know, thinking of all this that we're talking about here with – just as an example for PayPal, uh, there are people that will go out there and just change one character yes. of the domain yep. and register it. Yep. So there may be yep. somebody that is trying to do a phishing-type scam on your email where PayPal is P-A-Y-P-A, the number one, dot com. So it looks like mm-hmm. PayPal.com, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why you have to be super careful yeah, so I think what both Greg and I are saying is when in doubt, don't touch it. You know, do not open anything on that baby. And um, and I would go in into the Google, if you're not sure, and just find, you know, uh, whether it's Google, whether it's PayPal, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Citibank, fill in the blank, um, uh, either spoof, off, you know, uh, authority or whatever. Use your, your words and see if there's something out there that will give you a forwarding address to take care of it because they all are aware of it. They've all gone through it. We're going to be right back for our last session with Greg. We're going to get into email and much more. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy 
Build Your Brand and Platform and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Alrighty, so here we are, um, and that we have with us Greg Jameson. We are really kind of trying to protect, we're talking about protection, um, and there are just some really bad people out there, and their goal is to steal your stuff. That It's that simple, and they do it all behind the scenes. There's nothing so bold in saying, knock, knock, I want all your stuff, Mr. <laughs> Smith. No. It, this is um, uh, this is like the slime that comes in underneath the doormat um, when there has been horrendous a hurricane and you know houses are ruined. So your house is your website. So Greg Jameson, the author of Cyber Wars: The Battle for Your Data and so many other books, is here with us today. And Greg, what I wanted to do is to kind of, um, we've, we've been kind of all over the map here, which is what happens when you and I get together. But um, to come back and let's, let's go back to some baby steps. What should we be doing right now to protect ourselves? Okay, so the number one thing is on your website, make sure that you have a security plugin of some kind. We talked about iTheme security or WordFence. Uh, you want some kind of a security plugin on your website. And with that security plugin, you're going to do a number of different things to protect the site. Uh, in the simplest form, it's going to scan for vulnerabilities that are out there and infected files, but you can do things with it to lock down your login, such as enforcing strong passwords. Uh, clearly, you don't want to be using admin as your 
username and password as your password. Uh, you're just asking for trouble with that. So having secure passwords is one thing. Uh, changing the login screen itself, almost every Buddy that has a WordPress website, their login is mywebsite.com slash wp-admin. The hackers know that, and it's an easy way to get in. With the security plugins, you can change that. So instead of going to mywebsite.com slash wp-admin, it can be mywebsite.com forward slash mybookrocks or whatever it is that you want to <laughs> there use. There you go. Yeah, so so uh, what what Greg is saying is don't take the default. Uh, like don't take you know the WordPress default says, on anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and the secure password stuff people are like I can't remember all these passwords. Simple yeah. answer, go get a password management app. Uh, it will you only need to remember one password then and it can keep track in a secure place of all the different passwords you use for all the different websites. So make sure that your login is locked down as tight as can be. Uh, on, so that's what you do on your website. Uh, on your own personal computer, make sure that you are using some form of antivirus software. Uh, they're all good. Uh, you know, some maybe are better than others, but the bare minimum have some form of protection there so that when you do happen to click on a phishing link or whatever, that this antivirus software is hopefully going to pick up on it before it spreads throughout your computer. And then don't click on those links, as we were talking about in the last segment. Go to the website itself. Go to your bank's website. Don't click on a link from an email. Regardless of even if you think the email is from your bank, go to the bank's website rather than clicking on something. And have a backup. Uh, have a plan in place also. Uh, what's going to happen if uh, something does happen and now my business is being held up with ransomware? Uh, what are your plans, how you're going to deal with that? Or do you have cyber insurance? Do you have a backup that you can implement? And are you prepared to uh, pay for them to unencrypt your data? And if not, what are your plans for doing that? I don't recommend that you pay ransomware in any situation. There are better alternatives, but... Uh, you need to have a plan in place as to how you're going to get your data back if something bad does happen. Yeah, my, my fantasy has always been when this stuff, these bad people come forward, surely there must be some way that you can vomit it all back and screw up their stuff. I've always <laughs> wanted to be able to do that. And, you know, I've never figured out how to screw their stuff up. That, that would be so much fun. But there definitely is ways, you know, like with ransomware as an example, if they have encrypted your data and say, hey, you know, pay me uh, 600 Bitcoin to get your data back, 
it's like, uh, one, I don't have Bitcoin. I certainly don't have 600 of them. And even if I did, I wasn't going to pay you. Well, how do I get my data back? If they can unencrypt it, the reality is, is somebody else can too. And so rather than paying the person that is holding you hostage, go find someone else that knows how to unencrypt data and see if you can get it uh, your data back that way. Okay, so um, I, I, I didn't know someone... I don't know anyone who is personally an expert in encrypting. So where do you find these people? Uh, sadly, uh, on the Internet, and you're not going to know if they're uh, good folks or bad folks. <laughs> they could be hackers. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, this actually, uh, I was just thinking of this during the break, that the, uh, the discussion we haven't really had here is uh, people that are on the dark web and people that are on the deep web, and what's the difference? And there's actually three different levels of the Internet that people may not be aware of. There is the open web, which is what your website sits on and everybody else's website sits on, and people can get to it, and it's indexed by search engines. Then there's the deep web, which actually everybody listening to this podcast has probably been on the deep web. Because the deep web consists of things that you have to log into in order to get to that information. So your bank account is on the deep web. If you log into your bank, uh, all those pages about your personal information are not indexed by uh, Google. That's the deep web. The dark web, unfortunately, lies below the deep web and... That's where all of this really bad stuff happens. So not only do you typically have to log in to get to that uh, dark layer at the bottom, but that's where all the illegal activity occurs. And finding someone that's going to unencrypt your data, they may be sitting down there in the dark web. The, people, the very people that have held you ransom maybe are the people that you're going to end up hiring to get your data back. That's not wow. necessarily true. There are companies out there that specialize in unencrypting data, and they're good companies, and you could potentially pay them to unencrypt your data as opposed to paying the person that is holding you ransom. Obviously, another mm -hmm. a good reason to have cyber insurance. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm really hearing is all of you is you got to have backups and you start, if you're not doing it now, you will be doing it by tomorrow, right? Everyone. <laughs> and, and, um, and you need to talk to, you need, well, I would be going back to my webmaster, I guess, and saying, I would be asking the question, what are you doing to back up our website that you oversee? That, that would be a critical question. Is it not Greg? It, absolutely. If you do not have a webmaster right now that is performing some form of backups on your website, uh, get a new webmaster. Okay. And then, and then here's the other question. What happens if your webmaster gets hit by a bus or you decide, I can't communicate with this dude or dudette and I want to get a divorce? Um, what happens if they decide to just go tiptoeing through the tulips and, you know, who knows what they're going to be doing? What happens? 
So you need to know what happens because this is just such essential data that you've got to have your hands on. Who do you call? Where do you go? Absolutely. It's your business and uh, it's your livelihood and you you do need to be in control of it. That's one right, of the things so that I have been preaching since day one is that people need to be in charge of their own website. Do not rely on a third party to do it. I build lots of websites. I host a lot of websites and every one of my customers has admin access to their own website and all of their own data, their own domain name, and that's the way it absolutely should be. Yeah, there's no question. All right, Greg, we have like one minute, so very quickly. You know, I know your other books are always how to, how to do this, step by step by step, and now you took a, a, a 180 and turned into the, you know, the star web knockoff theme. You know, not a parody, well, kind of, but um, to, to, to get this out. And in 30 seconds, why did you do that? It was a lot of fun, quite honestly. I read another book that from a colleague that was always doing informational books, and he wrote a story for one of his books, and I just had a blast reading it, and I thought, I need to do that. And it was a lot of fun doing it. Well, I think having fun is it not only that it's just good for you, but having fun. And if your readers are having a little fun, you know what? It it gets more ingrained. All of you, if 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 nonfiction authors who are listening in, if you'll have a little fun, it can make a huge difference in how you come across. And with that, Greg Jamison, thank you for being with us. I had an absolute blast today, Judith. I really appreciate being back on your podcast again. You're so welcome, everyone. We'll see you next week. Remember, your words matter. Let's get them out so we can support you. Part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle. 